This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, TF much. Cedric Espen Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. And you can hear the so- hypersonic boom. The atomic tsunami and the humble suburban grunt and poke in his voice. Uh, that's the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. It's HG getting the uh, uh, proceedings underway, opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. <laughs> what an incredible week. A week when too much more is barely enough. And the rugby league world exploded this week with the Origin Circus on its way to Perth for the big one tomorrow night. Uh, at uh, Optus Oval there, a tremendous excitement in Perth. And uh, I think the curtain uh, raiser for the weekend was the big win by the West Coast Eagles last night over the Essendon Bombers. I mean, how low can the Bombers go? I mean, I suppose it's unexplored territory here. And people say their coach is under some sort of threat. (sighs) I'd leave him in the job for another 10 years. I mean, I just love what he's done to the Bombers, ruined them. Now, and it's a big week for sport in Perth. Uh, Origin obviously bookending one uh, end of the week. And the netball final is holding up the other. And in a magnificent match, the GWS Giants kept their hopes alive in 2022, putting away the Collingwood Magpies, 55-48. Now, as I understand it, the Fever beat Melbourne and they're straight into the grand final. And then tonight, the Melbourne Vixens, who lost the... uh, first big one, uh, take on the Giants to find out who's going to face the fever in Perth next Sunday night. I think that's the way it works. So it's going to be exciting. Seven o'clock tonight, Vixens beat Giants. Now that is a match to to dial the set up and uh, set the alarm for. And incidentally, didn't Netball Australia do the right thing all those weeks ago, flogging the match off to WA? You know, sometimes as a sports administrator, you get lucky. They copped a shitload for doing that, but now it's all turned out great because one of the teams... From Western Australia, or the only team from Western Australia is there in the final. Now, and it's a big origin weekend, uh, got underway in Canberra last night with the Maroons v Blues. Um, well, let's face it, it was a thriller, NRLW thriller. Uh, it went down to the wire. Tune, Blues, 20, Maroons, 14. And uh, can I ask, um, well, firstly, let me make the observation that uh, this win, plucky win by the Blues, the you know, S-Bend win, uh, stopped a three-grain maroon streak, which could have turned into four, which would be unsightly. Anyway, but uh, why isn't this game the curtain raiser on Sunday? You know, big crowd, big stage, big match. It, it's got it all. I'm not sure what exactly the NRL is thinking. Obviously, you know, Qantas being in the trouble they are at the moment, wouldn't be able to fly two more teams to Perth. That'd be beyond their wit and understanding of, you know, how to handle the baggage. Anyway, remember the annual uh, Blindside Origin 2 Super Special is on tomorrow, featuring a lineup of all your bludging favourite stars on ABC Grandstand at 5, obviously podcasted, well, probably roughly at the same time. 
So it's part of a big build-up to the most important rugby league game. And I, I'm going out on a limb here and I, I, I want to get involved in a national conversation about how big this game is. It's the biggest rugby league game in the history of the code, including those wonderful Haspartum years. So go back and have a look at the records. The records speak to themselves. And I'm telling you now, it's the biggest game ever. Now, and what about those dogs, speaking of big ones? Uh, I mean, they're on a streak. Could they sneak into the eight at this late stage? What a turnaround. Tune last Sunday, Combank Stadium. Dogs, 36. Tigers, guess what? 12. Three times as many. Anyway, internationally, we move offshore now and the Wizards of Oz, Whitlock and Hedda take the World Darts title. Yes, blindsiders. Darting destiny was achieved in Frankfurt when the Aussie Wizards put away the world-credentialed Welsh duo of Price and Clayton 3-1 to one, to take the world crown in Frankfurt. It was a magic night of red-hot arrows in F-Town, that cafe e kuchen jewel that certainly knows its feathers. And uh, in the build-up, to SW19, and I hope I'm not, not treading on Roy's toes here, but uh, uh, <clears throat> SW19, sizzling hot summer of tennis, remember that? That's just around the corner. Well, the special Ks, those lovable rogues in the doubles tennis caper, Aussie rogues, are back doing what they do best, entertaining tennis freaks by smashing rackets, picking fights with fans, and tipping a verbal bucket on the hapless clown in the chair. I mean, tennis buffs saw this act in 2013. It went all the way then in the juniors, and they've been gagging for it ever since. By the way, what is happening to Australian cricket? It's one ODI disaster after another at the moment in Sri Lanka. I mean, where do we go do from here? I mean, I think they've got a series of tests lined up. I mean, I'd bring the team home. I'd blow the whistle and say, fair enough, Sri Lanka, too good. Yeah, we're the only ones with the petrol, but you're just too good. Uh, is it time for Buffett Lehman to be shoehorned back into the top job? I'm just setting that out there as a question. I don't expect to get a definitive answer between now and the next two hours, but it's just an idea. Buffhead Lehman seem to be able to talk to players. They love their cricket. They in fun. That's all gone. That's all gone. Uh, look, I, I think this cry – oh, well, anyway, I'll leave it there. Make up your own mind. AFL, and speaking of birds, Magpie and Bale, uh, ba- Bale Barley Holidaymaker, and Jordan Gagoe says, leave the players alone. The Jordan thesis is players are employed by the clubs, not owned by the clubs. I mean, his, his thesis continues, who cares what we do in our spare time? Fair enough. Surfing and Aussie Stephanie Gilmore, Sally Fitzgibbons and Isabella Nichols all met in the heat of the World Surf League in, uh, in uh, Rio. That's the World Surf League Rio Pro. And in an exciting, exciting, uh, what would I call it, outing, the calm winds, four to six feet range in the wave height, a total of 47 waves. Sally Gibbons emerged a winner on 8.24 and goes to the quarterfinals. Isabella Nichols, 7.67. She goes to the elimination round heat too, for those who are following her. And joining her there is Stephanie Gilmore. I hope I've got those names right. Is coming in third in the well, – I bowed it down as winning, but she came in third at 6.7. So we've still got a lot of uh, Aussies in it. But I just uh, thought it was interesting that uh, the three champs all drew in the same heat. It's not good for serving when you knock out your best in the first round. And finally, the Logies. Well, they delivered last uh, Sunday night with ABC Sports reporter Tony Armstrong snaring the Kennedy gong for the best new talent. And in one of the great moments in Australian television history, a Bruce. Remember Bruce? Golden Bruce. AFL Bruce. There were so many Bruce's. Anyway, this Bruce was ushered into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, across the nation, tears of joy, pants around the ankles, sloop pointing north. And with all this uh, going on, 
Bruce, when he come up to say a few words, recognised the love in the room. I thought, I've got to say that right off the bat. I mean, people who had hated Bruce for years, all of a sudden were on their feet clapping. I mean, I, I was I, I was reduced. I, honestly, I've said elsewhere that I was reduced to rubble. I was certainly, and what a spray. What a moment for Bruce when the Logie, the Hall of Fame Logie, was presented to him by Winks, who clip-clopped his way onto the Logie stage. I mean, tears, tears, tears. I mean, pants were hurled in the air, honestly. And it was, uh, you know, so many people were cactus, but they loved it. Uh, beautiful gesture, but typical of the bloke. Uh, he has promised to spend three uh, weekday afternoons in the hall answering questions, signing autographs and giving out turf tips. Uh, that is, after he switched on the pie warmer, cleaned the toilets and filled the urn. I mean, I mean, what more can you ask? I mean, he, he's committed. He's committed. He saw. He sees the wisdom of the hall. He feels the love when he's in the hall. All the other Hall of Fame people in there who, I've got to be honest, yes, I don't know them. Uh, I don't think I've ever met any one of them. I might, I, people probably prove me wrong, but I don't think I know any of them. I, I've got no idea of what they think about Bruce coming in and doing the toilets. Maybe it's a job they like doing. Anyway, that's what's going to happen anyway. And sad news on this was one of Bruce's flames before Winks came into view was Rogan Josh. Now, Rogan Josh won the Melbourne Cup and, uh, you know, Bruce obviously likes winners, always liked winners. And sadly, uh, you know, this horse has just died. 29 years old, 29 years old, Melbourne Cup winner, 29 years old, had a wonderful life. Uh, obviously, winning the Cup was the highlight, maybe. Oh, the long years in the pasture afterwards was probably even better. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope is heard on bludging on the blindside and belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Remember, blindsiders, he's the man who coined the phrase, you can't make an omelette, buddy, without cracking eggs. Happy Rugby League, Roy. Happy Origin, Roy. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week by simply asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Folly sick, cyber dude! Yes, thank you very much, uh, H.G. Nelson, and happy Rugby League to you, of course, and to your family. And uh, happy Rugby League to uh, all battling, decent, law-abiding, Rugby League-loving Australians who would all make outstanding... Senior trade commissioners to the Americas. Yeah. And they would. Yeah. They wouldn't let you down. If you know rugby league, you know trade. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And Barillaro knows trade and knows rugby league. I don't know if he does know rugby league. He does. He wanted to be the commissioner. Did he? He, he wanted Volantis's job. Oh, that's different. That's all right then. I'm yeah. quite, uh, all of a sudden I feel sanguine. Yeah. Look, he, as nearly as I can tell, he would be the best rugby league right, person good. in New York after Matthew Lodge. Okay. Matthew Lodge, I mean, right. what more do you need? Okay. It's a bridge across the road. Come there, the good. pilots holding up the bridge, blah, blah, blah. Good. Join good, the dots yourself. Good. Look, I, I, I suppose I shouldn't have doubted the work of the selection committee who decided on this thing. But uh, anyway, we got the result we wanted. And that's the important thing. We've got rugby league stationed in New York with the word trade on the door. And uh, H3's right, what is going on in Sri Lanka? The wheels have come off. Our one-day team, I think we pulled back a win last night, but we still lost the series. Um, you know, we've got players cutting themselves in the kitchen. Uh, we don't know why. Um, then we're going to have to look into this to see if it is 
I mean, if this becomes a syndrome, the cut hand syndrome, Whoa. then uh, <laughs> I don't know where this goes. Uh, I mean, is it a cry for help? Well, obviously it is. Mm. Uh, and who's listening to the cry? Well, we are, but Cricket Australia isn't. I mean, no doctor, no, no specialist, cut specialist has been sent over to see what's going on, as nearly as I can tell. And now Head, Travis Head's out because he's been working too hard in the field. I think he was clocked at doing 17 kilometres during one match. 17 kilometres? 17 kilometres in the field. No wonder the bloke's buggered. Where's well, he fielding at first slip? I don't know where he's fielding. I don't know what they're doing with Head. Didn't they have to call up somebody who hasn't played for years? Yeah, well, I, I think the big show has been oh, the called in. Yeah. The big show's in to replace Head. I don't mind the big show being there. No, I love the I big like show. the big show. I mean, you've got something to talk about. You've got something to talk about. Here comes the big show. You beauty. Now, Nathan Lyon, whom I always listen to. Goat. Uh, he's called for uh, Mitch Swepson to form a two-pronged spin, spin attack in the Test Series. Um could I suggest a four-prong spin, yeah. spin attack? Uh, would be the direction I would go in. Given, given the pitches, given the pitches, yeah. the, these doctored pitches that the Sri Lankans are going to, sh- you know, show in our faces. You know, it's, it's not going to suit our quicks. You know, our quicks are going to be useless. Oh, I wouldn't pick a quick for, for, for Sri Lanka. Why would you? Yeah. What we need is spinners. Ah. Can the big show spin it? Yes. Good. Yes. I mean, most most Australians can, yeah, they can. roll the arm over. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You know. And get something off the pitch. Yeah. Something yeah. through the That's air, right. yeah. the heavy air. That's right. Uh, now, the Big Bash is chasing lucrative overseas talent in a bid to revive interest in the uh, the whole construct or confection. It might be worth uh, approaching the shark to see if the Saudi government might be interested to get a bit of serious money to really have a Big Bash. Now, that collides with that uh, wheeze that the BCCI have cooked up for South Africa, doesn't it? It does. BBL. Yep, yep, it does. I mean, everyone wants a, everyone wants a you know, a, a top-shelf BBL. <laughs> but to ensure that, that we have the best BBL, we're going to have the dollars. Yeah, we've got to sell it off. We've got to sell it off. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, in walks the shark. Mm. With a kit bag. With a kit bag full of, full of cash. Petrodollars. Oh, long time since I've heard about them. I know. Are they still around? <laughs> I assume they are. Petrodollars. Ah. They were a special sort of They dollar. were. They were. You can uh, put them in now, now, quite a few Aussies are finding form on the grass uh, in the UK and, and in Germany and in Europe in general. That's the uh, the demon, uh, Jordan Thompson, and the tennis's wild man. Nick Kyrgios. Best player in the world on grass. On grass? Yeah. My word, he is. And as you're right, you rightly point out that special K's are back for Wimbledon. Organisers are said to be over the moon. <laughs> I bet they are. Uh, a pit stop blunder costs oh, Ricciardo. No, I mean, I what a no, year no. he's having. Uh, I mean, I reached out and assured him that he'd be welcome with open arms by the V8 supercars, and he would. He would. They'd love him. I'd love to watch him here. Oh, who wouldn't? I'd, who wouldn't? I'd get a season's ticket. I would too. I would too. It needs yeah. that, the V8 supercars. It's yeah. getting lost in the shuffle. Well, well, see, I don't know what future he's got left uh, with uh, with McLaren and I don't know if Ferrari are going to be knocking at his door. I just don't know. And I don't think, I, don't think, I, I think he and Red Bull are finished. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the future is for, for, uh, for Daniel, but could I just say that, that he's a wonderful Australian... 
And he won't let you down. Can I go further? Outstanding. Outstanding Australian. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously in McLaren, they've given him the dud car, Mm -hmm. the dud mechanics, the dud advice. Uh, It's just gone pear-shaped. The wheels have fallen off. Can I call it a phrase? They have fallen off completely. Uh, No success for the Aussies in the US Open. I think Mark Leishman might have been our best placed. The man who makes the Leishman Lager. That's the Leishman Lager, a lovely Monday night drop, you might recall. It's a Monday night lager. Um, Can't wait for Monday. Can't wait. It's Leishman Day. Yeah. I used to always have Friday on my mind, not anymore. It's Monday night where I can open the esky and pull out a Leishman. Uh, now, it's now uh, it's now going to be not illegal to coach tennis players from the box. Uh, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, I mean, it's been going on. It's been mm. going on for years now uh, with hand signals and what have you. Um, but now it's going to be uh, made legal so that uh, you can shout out, you know, say if you're coaching Nick, uh, you could shout out, you know, smash a racket, mate. Time to smash a racket. Or something like that. Is that how you think it's going to work? Yeah, I think that's how. I, I don't think it's going to be Davis Cup style where the coach is sitting there, you know, courtside. Getting out of the chair. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, lifting the towel up to yeah. present to the player, each yeah. change of ends. You yeah. know, that's not going to happen. I don't think. I, I just think they're allowed to shout out from the box, which would be interesting for fans, you know, you know especially if you're there. Watching yeah, the game no, I, I, live, it'd be terrific. To, I mean, pretty Boom Boom's not there anymore, uh, but if Boom Boom had been there and, uh, you know, um, Novak Djokovic playing, it'd be interesting to hear what yeah, the, the Boom would be shouting out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Kyrgios doesn't have a coach, though. No, does he, he doesn't. He but he does have his people in the box. Oh, yeah, true. And he hates it. He gobs off on them, of course. Mm. He hates it when he's not playing well. He gobs off on them because he blames them for it. But I don't know what. Because they don't have any ideas for him? I don't know. Yeah, true. Just a target. I don't know. It's just just a valve, a valve for him to have someone there whom he likes that he can shout at, you know, whom he assumes are there to support him. Yeah, that's right. I think that's how it works. Speaking of which, Medvedev, the current world number one, he's lost his French coach. The French coach stormed off mid-match Tired of being gobbed off <laughs> by Medvedev. Uh, I mean, what is going on with tennis? What is this this obsession now with being gobby? I know. I mean, you used to. There, there was a time when you'd let your racket do the talking, but not anymore. Oh, I know. That's Those like days off. are gone. The racket is the last thing you turn to. Oh, yeah. uh, you mentioned Rogan Josh. Um, was that was Rogan Josh Bart's last? What a good question. That could easily be Bart's last. I've got a feeling uh, it is. God, they yeah, were the days, weren't they? They were. They were. Bart. And, of course, pretty somehow Scott Morrison with his fondness for curry didn't slave up with Rogan Josh yeah. in some weird way. Sure, Bit sure. Lovely touch. Yeah, what on the hustings you mean? Yeah, you know, out to, and about. To clip, come out on Rogan Josh. Yeah. Curry for the, the country. Curry. Yeah, curry for the country, yeah. Nice. Uh, now, the donkey circuit burst back into life with uh, Gal and Sonny Bill in discussions. Yeah, but they've been in discussions all their life. Years, years, but but years, these years, are serious discussions Are now. they talking money? They're, they're talking money. And is there a, a problem with weight division here? I don't think so. 
No, they're roughly the same. They're rough. Oh no, I think Sonny Bill would be a lot heavier than uh, Gal. B- than Gal, but Gal still is heavyweight. Yeah, oh, true, true, true. I you know, when it gets to heavyweight, yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how big. And you are. He's big enough to attack ankles. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the main thing. But uh, the way uh, SB Sonny w. Bill put away Barry. Yeah, I know. Well, that was a that's a real worry for uh, for Gal, Gal, isn't it? Yeah, because. Uh, Mm. Are they talking 12 the rounds? Thing, though, the thing, though, about, about Sonny Bill and Barry is that they were roughly the same height, so it was very easy for Sonny Bill to put glove on glove on head. Mm-hmm. With Gal being a much shorter bloke, he's going to be punching down. Yeah. Now, that well, might a, give Gal a way of getting inside. Yeah. yeah, getting what, on the inside yeah. and uh, getting a few, well, I'd say a Body few, shots. Yeah, accidental below the belters. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd be looking at. Yeah. From below Gal. the belters. That's yeah, very Below good. the belters, yeah. Mm. Wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all, as it always is. Uh, now, we're putting a uh, – we've got an origin special tomorrow. What yeah. What time are we doing? What time's it? Wait, well, kicks off at f- four, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. We're doing 4 till 5. We're doing 4 till 5. 4 till 5, and then Andrew takes over 5 and, till midnight. Yeah, well, at least midnight. Right. I mean, Andrew will probably go all through the night. Uh, uh, I think there's the going to be now. State of Origin talk back from midnight till six in the morning. Is that's that right? right. Where did whoever yeah. loses go wrong? That's right. Can I point out several things about this? That this is not uh, by any way a call of the game. Oh no, we're not calling it. No, this is it's a not preview. Four o'clock. Yeah, thanks very much. It's a preview of preview the match of the coming game. up. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that uh, you know we make a show largely in the rugby league space. Yeah. We can't roam all over the place to satisfy independent demands no. and ideas. That's what we do. That's we what make we do. a yeah. program in the rugby league space. That's so right. So that will this will continue the tradition even though the match is in Perth. Yes, that's right. That's right. What Four I o'clock. would see us as doing as our major action is to advise people on how to bet. On your multi? On your multis. You'd yeah. be su- suggesting first try scorer? Yeah. I tell you one bet that I'm going to get yeah. on is how many times Tedesco's shorts come off? Yes. Because that's yeah. a big one. That, people are interested in that. I know. People are very interested in that. I've got a bit of money on that anyway. And, I don't want to say too much about it. At sin binning? Oh, are you worried about how many go in the bin? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it'll happen. No, different no. rules for Roger. But we'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah, that's... So um, four o'clock tomorrow. Remember, of course, it's available. Someone's suggesting that Viewed was Bart's last cup in 2008. Rogan Josh was 99. Oh, right. That could easily be. Well, okay. Lex Lope, I think, is after Rogan Josh. I might be wrong about right. that. Viewed, yeah, Viewed. Viewed, yeah. Beautiful well, thanks, course. Trish. Trish, uh, let us know that. Good. That's good. Viewed, good. Good, good, good. We were sold a bum steer by our producer. We were. Uh, now, Benji Marshall, he won the Celebrity Apprentice. I know, but what for? I, I don't know. I, I didn't see the program, but uh, the, I, I saw a couple of promos, and I think it was uh, hosted by Sir Alan Sugar. It was hosted by. Now he seems a, a real no nonsense type. Very no nonsense. Very no nonsense. Yeah, no, I mean, no when nonsense. he says you're fired, you stay fired. <laughs> you stay fired forever. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, he he really he scared me. When mm. I, I just saw the quick promo, I said, Alan Chua, holy dooly. Yeah, I know. I'd hate to be in a room with him. Yeah. Anyway, Benji stood up to Sir Alan and obviously impressed Sir Alan and won. And can I ask, did he get money to put into the program? I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know what he won. I, I don't know what he did to win. I, I, don't, I don't understand the format. <coughs> I, I don't know what you're meant to do. Mm. Uh, all I know is it's great. 
It's not like deal or no deal. No, I think it's more complex than that. I, I think you've got to come up with a wheeze, and the wheeze might be selling pies outside a footy game. So you've got to come up with the recipe, make the pies, make sure they're warm enough at the right time. So it's pointless having your pies ready at 10 in the morning when the game doesn't start till three, three in the afternoon. Yeah. So you want to have your pies coincide with the greatest opportunity for people to purchase. Now, if that was the... Thrust. Th- yeah, if that was Sir Alan asking Benji, uh, can you look after the pies? Now, Benji obviously did look after the pies and did incredibly well mm-hmm. uh, and made the people who made their pies too early or were cold or frozen when people were trying to buy them, they got fired. You know, I've I think that's how it worked. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm just speculating. Yeah, well, it's good. It's a format that Sneesby could look at. Well, I suppose Sneesby would look at that. Yeah, here's one for you. Was it on Sneesby's network? I, I think it know. was, wasn't it? It might have been. But here's one. What? Like, take this a bit further. Yeah. You know how Thai food, just picking a style. Thai food, yeah. Yeah, swept Australia. Yeah. Why hasn't some enterprising person like Benji Marshall mm. or Garlo from Garlo's Pies yes. thought about taking Aussie pies to Thailand? Because I'm sure they'd love them. Well, they, they would. Just don't, they just don't know about them. No, they don't know about them. No, now, no. there's a plan for somebody. That's Sneesby's show. There's another one. There's another it. show. Well, pie in Thai. Uh, a pie in Thai. I like that. I might, I, might get, I might get my people to get in touch with Sir Alan Sugar's people. Very good. To see if we can get some movement on this. Uh, speaking of Benji, he's thrown his support behind Sean Johnson, uh, who's having a few form difficulties with the, with the Warriors, but... Everyone is with the Warriors. You know, you can't blame Sean Johnson. Um, some are calling for his retirement. Now, Sean Johnson has been, I think he won the Golden Boot one year. I think he was the best rugby league player in the world at one he stage. He certainly was that. Uh, he, he's very much a hot and cold player. <laughs> like the tap. And I've seen, he was cold often uh, with, uh, he might have been playing with Cronulla there for a while. He was cold for a while and every now and again he'd get hot. When he's hot... He's a world beater, uh, and it's just up to the right coach, which wasn't Brown, to find the lock and find the key I know. and put the two together with Sean Johnson. And that's what Benji's arguing. Benji's arguing that there is a lock there, there is a key, put them together. Mm-hmm. They might be the lock <sighs> is there, but we've lost the key. Yes, yeah. I think that's what's happened. Now, the... Uh, we might uh, get onto this later, but I'll just alert you to it that the Peritet government oh, has ignored Leichhardt Oval development in the state budget announced this week, not one cent to the Leichhardt Oval uh, with the proposed museum proposal. Not what? a cent. Not a cent. I thought that was guaranteed. So did I. The Perspect Toilets. Yeah, and all, all of that. Stuff, yeah. The museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to, you know, raise funds privately through people like Sir Alan Sugar. Mm-hmm. But uh, they at this Benny day, Elias and so on. Yeah, but uh, nothing from the state government. Isn't that amazing? Nothing. You know the war the Tars, the yeah. Waratahs, yes. who have been using that facility, yeah. they've abandoned it now. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's a great it's a great shame. Uh, I, I thought, if anything, that would have been the the big ticket item yes, in the in state the budget, government, in the yeah, budget. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Mm. You know, turned it up, leaned forward, not a bloody word. And uh, as HG has mentioned, the New South Wales uh, 
uh, win in the women's state of origin. Fantastic game last night. The skills, skill level was uh, extraordinary. Three tries each with goal kicking the difference, as is often the case at this level. Make of that what you will. The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical Rugby League solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League compliant submarines and a cast iron guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. Now, an update on what's happening tomorrow is uh, we're making a special preview show which will go to air at 4pm Eastern. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. So if you're listening in uh, South Australia, it will go on your grandstand at 4.30. Oh, I see, yes. Now, no one listens to us here in South Australia. Maybe uh, they might be listening online, mm. but generally speaking, if you pick this up in a podcast, it'll be 4.30 right. in Adelaide. And okay. then when we get to uh, uh, Perth, it'll obviously be 2 p.m. that right. it goes to air. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so I get that, right. Across Australia. Yes. Uh, and um, it's a, a preview show. It's not a description of the game or anything no. to do with that. It's no. just highlights... Uh, incidents that we think are worth mentioning. Right. Uh, and, and, and and betting opportunities. Well, obviously betting opportunities. I mean, surely to goodness we don't have to say that every time. <laughs> and the people understand that when they tune into Royal HG, 90% of the time will be taken up with betting opportunities. Betting opportunities. So yeah, I hope that clears it up. And remember, of course, it is a program about rugby league. It's about state of origin rugby league in yes. particular and betting opportunities <laughs> in rugby league in general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now... Mm-hmm. Topics. Coming to your um, comments about Kyrgios and the coaching. Oh, yes. Uh, look, can I just – these are a few things to pick up here. It's the ATP will trial the system in the second half of the season with players allowed to get instructions during the qualifying matches and main-drawn matches in tournaments. Right. Now, uh, Serena's um, – uh, I, I think he, old coach said legalising a practice, be, as you pointed out, been going on – it's legalising a practice – has been going on for uh, every match for decades. Yes. But Kyrgios, Nick, our Nick, was adamant in his opposition. It's com- I completely disagree. Yeah. Loses one of the only unique traits that no other sport had. And I'd never thought about this in this way. He said the player had to figure out things on his or her own mm. or their own. Yeah. That was the beauty of it. What happens if a high-profile player versus a low-ranked player who doesn't have a or cannot afford a coach? Yes. So the, yes. trial, the trial begins in July the 11th uh, as soon as Wimbledon's over. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, what do you okay. think of his comments? I mean, it I, is, I agree with Nick yeah. there. I, yeah. I do. There's something not quite right about it, to my view. I take his point. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a coach. Who's going to shout? I mean, yeah, he can yeah. shout out to, you know, hey, you, what do you think I should Look, do? I, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind players having family or friends in a box nearby to offer encouragement, you know, put in, good on you, that sort of stuff. That, that's good. But I don't think coaches should be allowed in the venue. I think coaches should be out of the venue watching it on TV. Pacing around. Pacing around, yeah. Smoking if they need to. If they need be, yeah. Now. <clears throat> That'd be my view. <clears throat> That'd be my view. Now, look, before we go on. Yep. And we run yep. it all over the place, some very disturbing news hit me an hour ago. Mm-hmm. I just want to read it and then we'll come to discussing it. Right. The missive goes, firstly, 
Thank you to everyone who's supported me through my career. I can't thank you enough. I've truly been fortunate to support, <clears throat> for support and friendships. I've made, well, you can hear me. Look, I, I don't know that I'll be able to get through this. I'll try. I've made whilst playing golf. I just want to inform everyone that this will be my last year competing, no matter how the rest of my year goes while playing. For many reasons, it's time for me to put pursue other endeavours, which will hopefully be associated with golf. It's been a great journey. And I, for sure, have no regrets, as I know I've always did everything to the best, the best I can be. Golf has been my life for so many years, and I've sacrificed so much to be a professional golfer. Golf has always been my life to an obsession, and as much as I like competing, there's, there's way too many obstacles. I just can't stand many obstacles, and I just can't go on anymore and don't want to deal with anyone anymore. As I said... I really appreciate everyone who supported me and the friendships I've been fortunate to have established through this great game. Grateful to everyone. Cheers. Now, that's a very sad end to a great career mm. of Mark Hensby. That's Mark Hensby. He's, he's announced, he got in touch with the program. He's announcing his retirement yeah. at the end of this season. Yeah, he's hoping to be able to maybe club design or caddying or yes, driving yeah, one of those yeah. buggies that always falls over. Yeah. He's hoping to maybe get involved in that. Well, he's been a great off. friend of this show. He has. Ever since. Ever since he made the comment many, 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 oh, many decades. years ago that he didn't want to become golf's forgotten man. Right. Well, can I just say, Mark, you never were golf's forgotten man because we've remembered you. I know. And we've done all we can over the years to offer encouragement and support to to. He, all his endeavours. Have you any idea, I don't, of what these obstacles are he's talking about in golf? You know, could, I mean, I don't want to be unkind. Could uh, look, he's been uh, on the road a lot. He's been on yeah, the road. Uh, Is that the obstacle? Being, you know, checking into a motel and... Well, I was going to say know, arthritis. Dragging the bag. Well, dragging the bag, obviously, it gets you down. Yeah. Doing your own yardage books. I mean, it's beneath him to do his own yardage books. Sure. Club selection. Yes. He's, you know, he's got to employ somebody at club selection. Yep. You can't get good club selectors these days. You go to America, you check into a motel in Des Moines. What do, you, what, do you look them up in the phone book? Yeah, right. Go down to the local pro shop and say, can anybody do my yardage book for me? Yeah. I'm playing here on the Des Moines Open. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, there's so much that yeah. we don't see. That we don't see. Well, that's true. We're see, not professional golfers. No. It's, it's a totally different world. Can I point out, professional and he's not had the time to relax into what I call the Leishman Easy Street, where he can produce a beer for a Monday night, Yeah, have a few himself. And, well, he could go nice Tuesday beer. night. He could come up something Tuesday night, couldn't he? The Hensby. The tipple, Tuesday tipple. With Tuesday Hensby. tipple with a Hensby. That could work. I assume, I, I'm surprised Shark hasn't reached out. To, for the world. For the Saudi the show. LIV show. Yes. Can I ask? Hensby would not look out of place. In the Saudi show, he wouldn't. Swinging for a million dollars. Swinging for a million, oh, yeah. Well, 15 million or 20 Whatever million. it is. Now, didn't we get a correspondent who said uh, that they'd seen Hensby's name bob up on a leaders board recently? Yes. I mean, sure it wasn't. It was only a couple of weeks ago. Well, exactly. It wasn't yeah. in the top ten. It was about 250th or something That's like that. That's right. But his name was there. His name was, was there. there. And it wasn't forgotten by us. That's and right. And if he had had Tuesday Tipple out, we'd mention it. In the way we mentioned the Leachman Lager. We're not shy. <laughs> We're not shy about it, no. But that is, that is, imagine coming to work and finding that on your desk. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could work on a handbook where he discusses these obstacles for young players getting into the caper, something, you know, things to look out for. No one would know more about obstacles than Hensby. Can I just uh, 
quote a title to you. Mm. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong by Mark Hensby. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Yes, footy heads, rugby league has never sounded better than in Brass Blasts, a collection of massive thumps and big hits from the Tyrone Peachy Big Band. It's another winner from Monster Music. These funky flavours heard only on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Budapest, Roy, the World Swimming Championships, and we're doing incredibly well. I believe we are. Uh, and look, didn't this, our relay? Didn't we get a, a couple a big overnight? Win in the relay? Yeah, yeah, overnight. Oh. But look, can I just? There's no surprises here. Mm. What would be surprised if swimmers, our swimmers, lost? Yeah. I don't mean to be unkind to them. Yes. Uh, but we seem to be winning. Uh, I'm going to say, is it, I forget the Molly surname is Callahan. Right, uh, has broken through for a couple of big wins. Good. Now, good. did I, I read that Katie Ledecky had broken another record? I don't she, like the sound of that. Uh, Two hundred meters, I yes. think, freestyle. Um, no, it might be longer than that. Might, might be eight hundred. Four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> or eight hundred. Good. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Now. Uh, it, it's O'Callaghan, I think, is the uh, uh, Molly O'Callaghan. All right. Uh, she got a third medal at the World Championship by spearheading the Australian 4 by 200 metre relay, yes. freestyle relay. They got silver, though. But uh, nonetheless, there's plenty of gold there. Now, can I point out what is seriously weird mm-hmm. is um, Shania Jack, uh, her championships are over mm-hmm. after she broke her hand in a warm-up area. Now, can oh, I point Lord. out this is – I've never heard of this happening I've before. I've never heard of this. Jack had collected gold and silver medals in relay events ahead of a scheduled swim in the in the individual, uh, you know, world titles in Budapest. Yes. Obviously brokenhearted to announce, have to withdraw. She broke her hand due to an unfortunate incident in this morning's training session. Right. Uh, papers reported the injury happened when she got a hand caught in another swimmer's suit as it she turned in the water at the wall of the pool. I mean... Well, hang on. Aren't they in different lanes? Well, so Were they sharing a lane? They're training. So much, there's so much about this. Imagine who's in charge. Exactly, who's in charge? Who's in charge? Who allowed two people in the same bloody lane? Now, come to it, unpack it a bit further. Mm-hmm. Somehow, her hand gets on the stroke, gets caught in the um, the top of yes. another swimmer. Yeah. It must have been a hell of a force yes. to break a hand. Yes. I could understand maybe strain or stretch it in a funny sort of way, but yeah. to actually break the hand is just implausible. Yeah, I know. I, I take know. your point. It, it, it makes it makes no sense. I, when I first heard the story, I thought she must have broken a hand hitting, uh, hitting the wall. Uh, well, yeah, I've done that. You'd come in, you've got to drive it. Yeah, through. yeah, you've you're trying to get there as quickly as possible. Yeah. And and if you, if, you know. Things could go awry no, well, like and you can easily you can break a hand. Knuckle or you can do a your, knuckle, your yes. Bust a finger like yes. an index finger. Sprain sort of. your wrist. You can do lots well, of things. Well, there are all sorts of things that can happen at that point. That That is the most difficult point for a swimmer in any race, that is hitting the wall. Yeah. Now, can I ask, yeah. injuries in swimming, mm. now this is, I've got to be is honest Is she in relation to Gary Jack? Sister. Sister. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, can I... Point out that these Budapest titles have been beset by weird problems. Like, am I right in thinking a swimmer fainted yes. and dropped to the bottom of the pool? Yes, nearly and, drowned. And the coach had to dive, dive in, in and grab the swimmer. Yes. Now, what sort of show is this? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. How can you, how can you? Oh. Anyway, we come back to the problem with the hand. <sighs> I cannot remember anything like, I've followed swimming a long time, Roy, as you I know. I know you have. And 
And I cannot remember anything like this ever happening. No, never before. I mean... Never before. But have you ever heard of two people in the same lane swimming? I mean, that, that, that's all right if you're if you're just doing do, doing laps for your own, you know. If you're down at your local pool, yeah, no, you know, six a.m. Yeah. in the morning, there might be fifty people there. Well, obviously, you share. It was a, a training session. It was a training. It was a training session, session. that it happened in. But yeah. nonetheless, uh, you've got to train in race conditions. Yeah. There's no point in having fifteen people in your lane. How yeah. will you ever get speed up? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, how often have you heard coaches saying? Listen, you two, I don't want you in the same lane in case one of you gets caught in the other one's togs. <laughs> huh? You hear that all the time. No, you do. Come on! Different lanes, you two! Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, I agree. I mean, you know, I agree. And I hate it when you catch someone's, you know, you put your hand down someone's togs. I know, it feels it's, it's all, It feels wrong. <laughs> Every hour of the day, somewhere in the world, a rugby league referee's whistle is being blown. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And now, look, a bit of an update here. Uh, we've made a couple of mistakes and, listen, people who listen to this program for facts are idiots. Uh, fact. Now... <laughs> New Zealand v Tonga, we yeah. think it's 3.20 New Zealand time. No, our time. Sorry, our time. 3, so 3.20 our time. Eastern. Okay. Yeah, 3.20. So uh, people tuning in, you know, making the comparisons with uh, New Zealand time, sure. stick to 3.20 Australian time. Yeah. And apparently Andrew Moore is calling that one. Is he? Uh, he's decided to delay his flight to Perth. So, so he he's call... going over to New Zealand to call this guy. Yes. <laughs> and then coming And then back. flying to, to Perth. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a well, big he, day for Andrew. He's staying off Qantas, obviously. <clears throat> he's got to get there. Right. Uh, or his baggage would get there and he wouldn't. Uh, now, uh, I'm not sure about who's calling uh, Samoa Cook Islands or Papua New Kumuls Fiji. We right. have to wait for that. <clears throat> now, just in updating a few other things, the, your bagging of the New South Wales government, the Peritet Tool government, yeah. uh, well, <clears throat> they've neglected, or New South Wales governments have neglected Leichhardt Oval for 12 budgets in a row. That's right. I mean, that is... That's right. Twelve budgets in a row. Mm. That is serious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I think we made the uh, the comment uh, might have been uh, last week that the centres of excellence have been funded. Uh, the centres of excellence, one hundred and thirteen million over four years from memory, and I think uh, oh, it was Parramatta, St George, and the Bulldogs that were getting that money, not West Tigers. Correct. West Tigers were conspicuous off that. Yeah. And I, I I get the feeling that how the government rationalises this is they're telling them to go to Concord Oval. Yeah. Which is apparently a wreck. Yeah, well, it is still mm. a wreck. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But there's no money in the budget for Concord Oval either. No, I, I take your point entirely. They, they, so but, West Tigers are being... Penalised. Penalised. That's right, uh, just penalised. Penalised. No, it's it, it, it's not right. Uh, I'm expecting strike action. Can I just what union would be involved in this? Oh. The transport union. Uh, well, well, for a start, couldn't the uh, say West Tigers flag team? What march with a few? Songs? Yes. Oh, what a great idea! For a start, yeah, just, go out just, on just a bit of dry shot, you yeah. know. So we're not outside play. Parliament House. We're not yeah. playing <laughs> till you're paying. Till you're paying. Sums it up beautifully. Yeah. Uh, now, 
But if, if they did uh, apply for a centre of excellence, if they got a centre of excellence, West Tigers? I don't think so. As I understand it, the Concord redevelopment was yeah, somehow That's going to be the centre of excellence. Wow. Right. Yeah, it was for a minute or two and then right. they moved on. I've got to say... See, sport... I thought they could have siphoned a little bit of that Concord money to Leichhardt. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure. But I'm not sure that Leichhardt Oval features in the plans of anybody apart from, you know people like you and me who are advocates for a rugby league museum yeah. and preserving the toilets in Perspex. Yeah. Well, maybe the message hasn't got through to the Peritet government that, that this museum proposal is serious. Yeah. Yeah. Is serious and would be a, a, a terrific magnet for tourism, wouldn't it? It would, especially with a pie shop. And a catering... Oh, of course, know, have that sort of stuff. Of course, of course. You'd get Benji Marshall in with all his experience, West Tigers man, yeah. and now he's business and businessman of the year, yeah. according to Sir Alan Sugar. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Uh, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side, the second hour. And of course, remember, the show is podcast not long after we pull up stumps each and every week. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, and who wouldn't, uh, 0467920222 is the text number. 0467920222. And the old-fashioned way is roynhg at abc.net.au. roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following, Roy, have. Yes, just on the text, uh, HG, to begin with, uh, this comes from Chris from Cairns. He says, happy rugby league to you all. I was just wondering, uh, in this special show tomorrow, if there's some betting tips for the kiddies, just so I can organise my 16, 9, 7 and 3-year-olds. <laughs> Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, a little no, bit I... tricky with a three-year-old. You, you might have to put the bet on for him or her. Uh, but the 16, 9 and 7-year-old, no, they, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll, be fine. Mean, they'll, they'll and, get and, across and, it pretty easily, you know, won't they? you just got to understand, you know, put money on that, what I think is going to win, yeah. and then collect your winnings. <laughs> you might have to collect it for them. Mm-hmm. That's that it. Perfect. I think it's very league. similar. And certainly when we, <clears> you know... Extensively yes. allowing the options for 16, 9, 7, and 3 year olds yeah. to be canvassed in the show. Yes. Uh, See, for a three year old, a simple bet like who will, who's going to win, you yeah. know, maroon or blue, you just yeah. got to one or the other. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah, not hard to do. No. And, no. and often you have 50% chance of getting it right. They mm-hmm. might win, and then you've got them for life. Um, now, uh, someone else on the text here, HG, if tennis is allowing coaching from the box, is it time to allow, to also allow players to place a bet during a match? I oh, know, I think I think should. so. Yeah. What I'd love to see is an on-course TAB facility yes. where they can go, um, 10 yeah. on the next uh, ace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That uh, w- would... Uh, Revolutionise Revolutionise Yes, no, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. And I'm not opposed to poker machines on the court either. I mean, I think if you could, if you could get, uh, say, yeah. I don't know how tennis is funded, but let's say at the Australian Open, mm-hmm. if the players cashed up, obviously, mm-hmm. they think, oh, well, I'm feeling lucky. I might have a go at the Queen of the Nile. Puts the coin in, sure. presses the button. Sure. Pay out, sure. Sometimes not so much other times. I wouldn't mind having a poker machine. Uh, uh, you know, everyone 
has access to a poking machine in who's sitting seats. there in oh, their no, seats, it's just yeah. there. Yeah. The only proviso, I would argue, though, is that no, please no playing the poker machine during the point. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, I take your point. You I mean, know, it would be I distracting. It just could be distracting with that coins dropping know, out and I stuff. Know, you know. Know. <laughs> and, you know, the big, getting yeah. a big payout. Just yeah, getting a big payout. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah. Well, some of those payouts can take about three minutes. I know, to, I know. That's going to hold up the game. I know, you and I have been on the end of a few of those. I know. Each way nudger. Yeah. I'll never yeah. forget. Went on for hours. Just money come well, out. Yeah. We had to shovel it into a wheelbarrow <laughs> and take it to the boot. <laughs> what have you got? Uh, now, Jack from Melbourne. He says, happy rugby league. Let me cut straight to the chase. This new federal government needs to stand up and put rugby league where it belongs at the top of everyone's agenda. And it must come straight from the PM. My plan is simple but bold. I propose Anthony Albanese change his name immediately to Anthony Rugbaligi. <laughs> Imagine the impact. It would put the greatest game of all firmly in the minds of every Australian who couldn't help talk about it. And when our Prime Minister attends overseas summits, leaders from nations around the world would be interested to, in, introduced to Mr Rugbaligi and thus, even if only subliminally, also start thinking about the greatest game of all. What an excellent idea. It's the elegance. And, and so, what would I call it? Low-tech. Low-tech. I know. Mm. Simple name change. Mm. Uh, now, Adams in touch. He says, happy rugby league. I'm writing you today to put a few ideas forward after your discussion last week about the poor Newcastle Knights players who are afraid to get out into the community due to their yes, poor form. Yes, yes, that was a telling. It's a very sad telling story, that one. Yeah, I know. I, know. I felt as though I should do something about it, but Re I didn't know reach why. Reach out. I don't know how reach to reach out. out. That's right, reach out, yeah. I believe there's only one solution, relocate the team to South Australia. He says, I live in Mount Gambier, and I know for a fact that the players would be welcomed in our town, win, lose or draw. Isn't that lovely? Mount Gambier has plenty of spare ovals the team can play on. We have well-equipped gyms the players could use. Uh, even the very exciting 24-7 gyms. I didn't know about that. Cafes, hairdressers, an airport equipped for Qantas Link and Rex planes, and most importantly, plenty of pubs for the boys to let their hair down after a tough 34-0 loss. Please tell me this isn't one of the best options for the club. Uh, is that great? The that... only issue that may delay the move is the change of the club name. But really, how good would the Mount Gambier volcanic craters or the blue water water lizards or wizards uh, look in the greatest competition competition in the world? Oh, see, I, what I thought he was getting at is this, the Newcastle Knights are just, while ever they're on this... Downward spiral. Mm, ...would reside in Mount Gambier and fly over for each game each week and fly back and they could... You know, no, no, moving the community moving because the community they would be without as, being embarrassed because yeah, no one in Mount Gambier is going to know yeah. whether they won or lost uh, unless they're putting a bet on. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be a few of those, I suppose, get the inside uh, running from the boys. Where do you stand on it, though, the idea of becoming relocating the team to the to the uh, well, the Blue Lake <clears> Well, centre. while they're in this slower to respond, I, I want the players to be happy. Yeah. I think they should move out yeah. until they start winning and then they'll move back, you know. Imagine when they're paraded back in triumph. No, no, I'm getting Down it. Down Hunter Street. I'm getting it. People coming out. Welcome back, Knights. <laughs> Love you guys. How's Mount Gambia? Not really, doll. <laughs> <laughs> but to give them time to focus on the footy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cam, this is from Cam of the Gold Coast. Not Cam Smith. It could be Cam Smith, but I don't think so. He says, happy rugby league. I was listening to your broadcast with interest last week. 
the matter concerning the trials and tribulations of a certain ex-NRL player before the New South Wales court oh, system yes. for traffic violations, yes, traffic violations caused me to lament how society is falling short of its duty towards rugby league players, both present and past. Right. As you have repeatedly pointed out, rugby league players' brains operate differently to others. Yes, and we've got that Well, right. we know that's true. Uh, whether this is a result of nature or nurture, it does not matter. Rugby league players think differently and they should not one day be put on a pedestal only to be put in the watch house the next oh. because of these differences in approaching life. Yeah, that, that beautiful sentence. It is. It mm. makes so much pedestal sense. Pedestal and watch house. I yeah. love that. For example, take, uh, take a typical day walking up, say, George Street at 8.30am on a busy Monday morning. The footpath is crowded with commuters walking in both directions. A civilian will attempt to negotiate the oncoming commuters by walking uniformly on one side of the footpath along with fellow civilians in one direction, pausing, giving away, perhaps even saying excuse me when needed, with the oncoming commuter horde passing on the other side of the footpath. Yeah, fair enough. However, a rugby league player will instinctively approach the situation differently. A halfback may well look for a gap, a jink, step left, then right, get through a gap, into the oncoming crowd, advancing his way up the street, seeing gaps when normal people can see none. Yeah. A prop, on the other hand, may take a more robust way by using size, strength and intimidation to hit it up through the crowd. When this difference of outlook and mindset meets society's laws and regulations created and made by non-rugby league types, confusion reigns in the rugby league player's mind. Yes. The solution is simple. It's not to dismantle the legal system or have one set of rules for rugby league players and one set for the others. The tenet of the English-based legal system is that those accused of a crime submit themselves before a court for judgment before a jury made up of the accused's peers. Ah! To place a rugby league player before a jury made up of civilians who clearly can't understand the workings of the rugby league brain cannot and does not work. Yeah, no, this is an excellent idea. So in the case of an unfortunate rugby league player coming before the court, the solution is that a specific rugby league jury be constituted of his and her peers being rugby league players current and past. Going a step further, the judge could be replaced by a referee, but I fear that might be taking matters too far. Uh, Then and only then can the accused be rightly judged through the lens of a rugby league brain. That's an excellent... Excellent, Leonard. That could be our best suggestion ever. It is a great suggestion, yeah, isn't it? Because I never so thought about it in that way. Yeah, I think he was talking about the Brent Kite incident. He was, he? and yeah. I've got to be honest, is um, I'm not sure if Kitey's been up for yes, his... Yes, he has. And yeah. how'd he go? Well, I think he uh, apologised to the court and uh, said that... Um, I hope he didn't apologise for being a rugby league player. No, he didn't. He didn't, but he agreed that... He wasn't in a. He was in a foul mood when, when he was pulled over. He was very cross, very annoyed with himself. Let everyone down and promised. I think he just got a Le- fine and told to get out of here. Yeah, fair enough. The code. Well, that's not a bad solution. Not for a bad solution. Guys, happy rugby league comes from Chris in Bunbury in Western Australia. Well, isn't it weird how big the footprint of this show is now? I mean, well, it's rugby league. <laughs> it's nothing to do with us. I recently watched an interview on Stan Sport where Nick McArdle interviewed David Campisi, where they discussed his career. Oh, that would have taken a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. At the end of the interview, Campo pulled out some of his most prized possessions, which included a helmet from the movie The Gladiator. He explained that Russell Crowe got in touch with him as he was interested in some of his rugby shirts. Campo swapped out his uh, signed Jonah Lomu jumper 
for a gladiator helmet worn on the movie and he says it is his most prized possession. Do you think this could be a segment on the Eye of the Storm? Oh, wow. Where, for example, Cam interviews Cam Smith Golf and they could swap souvenirs as part of the show. And as the episodes build up over time, you can see in the background all the souvenirs build up that Cam has collected over the episodes. Or what's your favourite thing? Yeah. As an item on that. As an item, yeah. yeah. What have you bought me? Just what? as a segment yeah. in, in Eye of the Storm. Yeah. And we'll be back after this. We'll be back with uh, yeah. what have you brought in. What have you got? Uh, someone's suggesting that um, that uh, the man of feathers... Oh, Peter Volandis. ...when photographed... Uh, uh, in England. In England, yes. <laughs> he appeared to resemble a vampire, he said. Oh, I didn't get that. I got the Dickens character. He says, does he have some eternal qualities that mean that perhaps he has attended Royal Ascot in a former century? Food for thought. I must admit... Whoa! I must admit... He did know his way around, I didn't did. he? He certainly did. He didn't have to be shown or no. he knew exactly where to go. Yeah, knew where the horses knew were. Knew where the horses were. Knew where the Queen was. As well as, as we explained last week, or it might have been last week or the week before, he knew which bits of cutlery to use at what time. Indeed, and not cutting the bread, breaking the breaking bread. Breaking bread, exactly. Uh, happy rugby league to you both. You may have already covered it. But this week marks a hundred years since the first Australian international soccer team was formed. In effect, the Socceroos before they were the Socceroos. A hundred years, so nineteen twenty-two. Haven't they kept that quiet? I don't know why they didn't make a big thing of exactly. it. Exactly. Why wasn't there a special on Sneesby's channel? Oh, with the Eye of the Storm team. Imagine what they would have done with that story. With the and the ratings. The ratings combining the two sports. Yeah. When I was told the story, I was struck by the fact that the side was a collaboration between New South Wales and Queensland, with the squad being eight players from each state. Mm. The first jerseys were also a combination, being light blue with a maroon trim. (coughs) The first series consisted of six matches against New Zealand. Australia lost four, drew one and won one game. Wow. Back to the drawing boards. The early lesson was obvious. A constructive and non-combative sporting partnership between states, specifically the Blues and the Maroons, leads to disaster. This is something the NRL has obviously learned from. Surely much of the strength of the code comes from the fact that the centrepiece of the game is the conflict between New South Wales and Queensland. That's a a lot of insights to think about there. There is something to think about there, isn't there? Um, Now... Uh, a league follower has been waiting for two months for life-changing surgery. Oh, this is this. Here's a scenario following up on the leave as part of national oh, yes, IR yes, reform. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rugby the, league leave. Rugby league leave. When, yeah. when a team loses, See, that was expected to win, you can have a yeah. day off or a couple of days off. It's it's a productivity thing. Yeah, they'll t- they'll work it out. They'll but work can it I out. just ask? <clears throat> uh, Sunday night, obviously Maroons v Blues means yeah. that if. Let's say the Blues lose. Are you expecting the majority of New South Wales rugby league people not to go to work tomorrow? Thanks. I would assume so, yeah. especially if it's one of those <coughs> New South yeah. Wales winning until the last four seconds when something yeah. mad happens—a yeah. miracle, a, a miracle try. Yeah, yeah, yeah something just, mad. Mm, something mad. Yeah, that's if the monster does something. Stu- you know, just Impossible. mad and it works. He says, uh, here's a likely scenario. A league follower has been waiting for two months for life-changing surgery. They arrive at the hospital on the day of the surgery and are informed it's been cancelled as the surgeon was a Storm fan and his or her team was unexpectedly beaten by the Tigers overnight. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> I can understand that problem. <laughs> Without a word of complaint, they would head home. Yeah, no, that's right. It's a Sunday right. night and a couple want to go to their favourite restaurant in Parramatta. They arrive unaware that the blue and gold were beaten that afternoon and all the kitchen staff have been granted rugby league leave. Sure, there may be some disruption to life, but the overall benefit would outweigh the cost. That's a beautiful letter. And it's only a winter issue. (coughs) Yeah, that's right. That's correct. And that's true. That's correct. We're not suggesting BBL leave. I mean, why would you? No. No, no, that wouldn't work. People aren't as passionate about the BBL, unless the Saudis get involved. And then they could be very then passionate. Could be, and I'll tell you what, they like a bit of leave. They do. <laughs> Australians, these are rugby league heroes we should never forget. Kevin Hardwick, Steve Edmund, Tulson Tollett, Horry Hastings, Lord Ted Goodwin and Brett Horsnell. All remembered fondly with thoughts and prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side. You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Did you get any more text messages there oh, apropos look, uh, of the big Paul, game match? Paul in Shermside is suggesting Dishhead Dowling for Chief Justice of the Rugby League Court. That's not a bad idea. We've certainly got And Frank in Canberra experience. says, uh, I hate to take a backward step, but regarding netball funding, why not those vaping companies? They're, they're cashed up and the kids love vaping. And rugby league was better when Philip Morris was involved. Wow. There's How a, that's old is... a provocative thought, isn't <laughs> yes. it? How old is this correspondent? Oh, I'm not so sure. I can't remember when the Quip for Life trophy was last played. I can't either. I would say in about the late, the late 80s. late 80s. Yeah. Have to be, yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of... That's it was the, the Winfield Cup, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, renamed. What became of the Winfield Cup? Because there was a statue, wasn't there? But I thought it was the Proven Simmons. It was. With with Winfield written up. Yeah, that's still around. Right. Is Winfield still on it? No. (laughs) No, that'd be worth, that site would be worth something. I'm not sure what happened to the old one. Someone else is suggesting the chair umpire at tennis should allow a 15-minute stoppage for players to use the poker machines. (laughs) Well, see, that'd be interesting. I'd love to see Nick Kyrgios. Step up. Step up. To the Queen of the Nile. Have a pull <laughs> or a press. <laughs> I tell you, it would be great television, wouldn't it? It would. And he could put through his wage, you know, yeah. whatever he got paid for the. And it'd give the commentator something to talk about. Oh, Nick's yeah. going well here. Yeah, that's right. Two he's aces up. He's yeah. just got to get the third ace. Here it comes. Here it comes. Pay out. Pay out, Nick. <laughs> now, can I uh, come to the match last night? Mm-hmm. Now, this was it gives you an idea of where the growth in rugby league is. It's mm. growth in rugby league is in the women's game, oh, not in the men's game. It is. It's a complete waste of time thinking blokes are going to play rugby league in the future. I mean, mm. that's just not happening. <clears throat> They've lost yep. 15,000 players over the last three years. That's right. They've all gone to gambling. But last night was a record crowd in Canberra, 11,300 players. Yeah, it was a freezing night. It, it, that's fantastic. It's a, great. A high-quality game. It was and, an incredibly high-quality game. And the Some th- of the passing was... First class. First class. And yep. then you get that same effect that you sometimes notice when the Matildas play. There's a bit more space in the ground. Yeah. Which is attractive. Filling That's that right. space, moving through the space is yeah. really good. Yeah. Now, can yep. I highlight the um, the uh, efforts of Rachel Pearson? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> look, uh, she was glanced up at the TV hobbling around a tavern, a pub in Southworth, New South Wales, selling raffle tickets for a mm. meat tray. Yep. And she knew something had to change, yes. which is why the idea of a move to 700 kilometres, kilometres from Hay to a brother's spare room in Wollongong for the mere chance to realise an NRLW dream uh, was the one she refused to let go of. 
Now, I'm Isn't not quite that a good story? I know. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Here she is with a moon boot on, yeah. hobbling around, keeping in touch with the game, yeah. selling raffle tickets for a yeah. meat tray, etc. Yeah, good on her. Great. Exactly. Good on her. And then all of a sudden looks up at the television and an idea strikes us. So I was back home in Hay. <clears throat> I was playing league tag, coaching league tag, very good. comfortable living locally, yeah. still at home with a job I really loved. At the end of 2017, I broke my foot. A yeah. uh, Liz Frank injury. I'm not sure that I know that injury I don't particularly. Think I do, no. Liz Frank. How long was she in the moon boot, aren't she? I think with those you some time and I'm if I was the Maybe sort a of month? the sort of injury yeah. is, can return. Ah, you okay. know that's what I, that's what I'm guessing. Right. Okay, I was selling raffle tickets in the pub for a meat tray, walking around with the moon boot. I mentioned that already. Mm. The TV was on as it is in a country pub always. Yeah, it is. Footy was on, and the rugby league was on. I looked up and thought, I'm going to play rugby league. Moon boot on, selling raffle tickets. What's my future? Rugby league. Wow. Modern story. I saw the 2017 World Cup on TV. I thought something has got to change. I need to challenge myself and give rugby league a go. Mm. It was that sort of like, where is the nearest competition? Oh. 700 bloody kilometres away. The coach back in Hay asked if I wanted to give league a go and I was mm. like, well, yeah, mm. I do because I'm 25 and I want to challenge myself and push myself to see what I can do. Yep. It pretty much took me 12 months to recover from the foot injury and to get back to where I was. Yep. She joined the Helensburg Tiger Lilies. Good. In uh, Helensburg, just on the southern, uh, you know, slopes of Sydney, so to speak, near the National Park, et cetera, Mm. under coach uh, Sam Bremer, the former New South Wales fullback who had taken uh, a back step after having a first nipper. Mm -hmm. And among her teammates were New South Wales captain Apps and Daily M winning centre, Sergis. Mm -hmm. Now the quartet have linked up with Kylie Heidler's or Hilda's New South Wales in the match last night. Yep. Bremer is the 18th woman, while St George Illawarra Pearson will partner Kira Dibb in a new look halves pairing. Uh, when I saw the uh, New South Wales jersey with number seven on it, I, I was very, I was very emotional. Yeah, I really did get quite uh, emotional and a fair few tears. I'm just proud of the decision to move, the choice to move 700 kilometres just mm. to play some rugby league, mm. and now it's uh, to be a blue. It, she uses the term that I love. It's very surreal. Yeah, and what a role model, HG, and and what a shot in the arm for. Rugby, women's rugby league in Hay. Wow. You'd it, have to imagine. That's just incredible story. The whole thing, the determination, yeah. the yes. seeing it out. Yes. The Hillensburg Tiger Lilies, the yeah. being selected for the origin side. I mean, I it's just fantastic. And then going back to Canberra, freezing cold night, yep. out of a comfort zone. Yep. yep. Uh, <clears throat> you know, yep. and in front of a record crowd. Yeah. Yep. And see, this yeah, way, yeah, look, a lot of people say, you know, people don't dream anymore. You know, it's hard to realise dreams anymore. It's not true. Every now and again a dream does come true, doesn't it? Well, every now and again. See, I I keep saying to kids, to young people, keep dreaming. Mm -hmm. Don't stop dreaming. Mm -hmm. See, when when you grow too old to dream, that's when life is not worth living. (laughs) Beautifully put, Roy. Now, there's a great story there too. Doing something to stay in touch with the game, you look up and you see rugby league see on, the on the television. They could have seen Benji Marshall on that Alan Sugar show. Yeah. Sure, Alan Sugar show. Yeah. You know, you're selling the pies and selling, winning. Uh, yeah, selling the pies yeah, and thinking, oh, I want to sell pies too. Exactly. I want to be just like Benji. Or you I know, want to be just like Sir Alan Sugar. Yeah. Kismet strikes in <laughs> yes. all sorts of. Anyway. Now, 
Can I just put that on pause for a minute? Because the other story this week was the addition of more NRLW teams in the next 18 months and extra marquee deals to lure athletes from rival codes are the next on the agenda for Women's Rugby League. Right. Now, one thing that we're, I love the idea of expanding the competition. Yes. But then I get down in the dumps when you have to lure athletes from rival codes. What about your juniors and your pathways and your, you know, your graduation through the, you know, the equivalent of flag, SG, ball and all that sort of stuff? Mm. Why aren't we hoovering up? Women who yeah. want to play youngsters, who yeah. want to play the greatest game of all, yeah. and with the dangling the carrot of multi-million dollar contracts. Yeah. Because that's what Olympic because let's face it, the punting options in women's football are exactly identical to the punting options in men's football. Of course they are. Of course they are. Who's sponsoring Women's Rugby League at the moment, HG? Uh, you know? Good question. Yeah, no, that's all right. I wonder if I, that's a yeah. excellent question. Yeah. Now, NRL League Chief Executive Andrew Abdo. Yesterday, unveiled fast-track plans for the plans for the Cowboys, Raiders, Sharks, and West Tigers to field sides in next year's competition. That's right. Despite significant re- reservations from players and coaches about sustainability of player talent. Yeah. Well, you've got a story here, but you've got to start somewhere. You do. You I, do. I, I mean, you've got to form a team first before people can join. You know, it's it's just not, just not going to happen that you know thirteen people are dreaming the same dream at the same time and they turn up to the same clubhouse and say, "Hey." Why not? Why not? Yeah. doesn't happen that way. When, when do you want it? When? Now, Abdo pointed out the increase from about 10,000 women players in 2018 mm. to almost 35,000 participants this year. 35,000, isn't that a good number? It is a very good number. That's a good number. So you'd, you'd think you'd be able to get some high quality. Oh, you would. You know, and what's happening with the with what I consider the real expansion areas of mm. Melbourne, yes. Tasmania. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great, as I've often said, a Tasmanian's yes. women's team yes. could clobber the world. Yep. There's no reason why it can't. No. There, it's only a lack of imagination holding mm. it back. Mm. Adelaide, that person talking about Mount Gambia earlier. Yes. Imagine basing a women's team in Mount Gambia. Exactly. Of course. Of course. Now the, and isn't it great that someone in Mount Gambia is thinking rugby league? I know. I mean, that's how it starts. Exactly, exactly. And they might be able to go down to the club and say, hey, Freddie, let's put it on the league. Yes, let's That'll put it on the night. TV. Yeah, put it tomorrow night. Yeah. There might be Next thing you know, someone's having a dream. Exactly. I think tomorrow afternoon the match on the AFL, I'm speaking on behalf of Ma- Mount Gambia people, is, yeah. uh, let's see, uh, I think it's Collingwood versus... I heard this a minute ago, but I haven't got right. it anymore. That's right. Uh, good, good, a good, a good quality. Game. Oh, I know what it is. Collingwood versus the team that's alongside them on the ladder. That's a weird thing. Right. A weird thing. Anyway, Collingwood playing somebody good. Yeah, well, that'll draw numbers. Some people, but that'll, that'll be numbers. over before. But the... if in the back bar. Oh, no, no, no. You've got a second set. They'll have a second set in the back bar. But what I was going to say was that that finishes in time just to click over for the league. Yes, I guess so it does. That's right. finish about five, six o'clock. That, oh, well, that could be... Exactly. Mm, now... Wonderful. The first season, uh, they had 35... The, the Tigers, MacArthur and Balmain Nursery, mm. they've almost got 1,700 players. Canberra has close to 1,200 players Good. with an additional 1,200 in Group 9. Mm. Not sure why Group 9 is singled out from Canberra. Cronulla Sutherland, about 1,700 players. Townsville and Far North Queensland Districts, about 1,200 players. All both... We've, uh, we know we have... Enough athletes to sustain professional competition. Mm. This is quick, but it's no quicker than we believe we can, you know, we can still produce a quality product. Right. Now, what I got caught on in this story was the headline, NRL eyes raids on rival codes to further expansion of New South Wales Rugby League. Well, that's not the story at all. I know. The story is the success. The success. The grassroots. They've I, come alive. I know. And they, in 2018, they had no one. They had no one. Now they've got all these numbers. That's right. Anyway. But at this rate, in 10 years' time, every second kid will 
Every playing. second woman will be playing rugby league. I know. Or will have played rugby league. <laughs> at the highest at level. At the highest level. Yeah. Uh, industry sources. Oh, well, um, uh, let's see. Where do we go here? Abdo said, pretty confident of going to be announcing a further expansion of competition in 2024, apart from mm-hmm. what they've already announced. Yeah. The 350000 salary cap for Australia, uh, uh, for August 16 <clears throat> competition means salaries will increase by an average of 28%. Good. And ongoing CBA talks will be uh, will dictate each club's spending in 2023. Right. Now, the Nine newspaper says uh, next agreement will lift the salaries uh, by about 28%. Indicated more marquee players would uh, be considered. Poached talent. Introduction of uh, two marquee player spots. Uh, per, only, per, per club. Per club, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, they were only 16,000 salary included, has resulted in greater player movement. Um, mm. Now, what I want to get to is the problem of are we looking at some weird thing where I take just take this person's name because they're in the news, Shania Jack mm. plays rugby league. She's the person you may recall who busted her busted hand. Busted her hand, yes. In the swimming, yep. champion swimmer. I mean, is that what we're talking about here? So all of a sudden you go down, I don't like this. All of a sudden you go down and look at, you know, I use this word advisedly, people playing out of their comfort zone mm. in rugby league. Mm. Why not just get people to play rugby league? Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, the, the amount of money you would, I'm not knocking Shana Jack for wanting money to do this mm. stupid sort of confection stuff, mm. but you know what I mean? I mean, and I don't like the idea of thinking, oh, well, let's go and get a shop putter and Make a play in the front no, row. No, no. Look, I think uh, with regard to the Jack Kitty HG, rugby league sounds like it's not the game for her. <laughs> she sounds as if she'd be prone to getting a broken hand yeah. if yeah. she came into contact because you often do come into contact with other players. Uh, in rugby league. In, in okay. rugby league. Okay. You know. Now, can I ask, though, the general principle of the idea? Mm. You know, would you get... Lauren Jackson, I notice, has announced her return. She know, has. It's a wonderful to, story. Yeah, wonderful story. But wonderful story. you're not suggesting, they're not suggesting surely that... Well, I don't know Lauren if she's Jackson. ever expressed interest in rugby league. I don't think she has. No. But I'd like to think if Lauren Jackson wanted to have a game of rugby league, that the opportunity would be there for her. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> what my thing, though, is they have yeah. no trouble growing the competition. Yeah. Yeah, people have passed the ball. You know, in the future, people Look, the have market. The... the market will always win out here. HG. Sadly, I, I, I think the market will always win out. Now, let's say Lauren Jackson does qualify for the uh, Opals to play with the Opals again, and I think it depends on whether her um, uh, medical marijuana is accepted. Um, I understand. Yeah, yeah. if she a... if she goes through that barrier, then and she is playing again, she'd be on a wage, but then rugby league might knock on the door. And say, well, listen, Lauren, we think you'd be perfect to play rugby league. We can offer you twice as much. I know, I understand that, and good luck to them. And good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah, but what I don't want to get is the idea that younger people Mm. have their dreams snuffed out because somebody manages to win a pole vault competition in uh, oh, you know, I see in what you Paris. mean. Yeah, right, and gets parachuted in. Yeah, no, I know. I don't want to see that because, either. as you know, <laughs> things like ball security. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, completing pl- your sets. <laughs> yeah, this have to be taught very young. They do. I mean, intellectually you can master it, yeah. but you have to Im- do more than that. Yeah, you have to embody it. You have yeah. to embrace it. You have sure. to understand the 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 great history of the game and mm. how important it is. You know, sure. Good D. 
wins yeah. matches, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I know that's an unattractive proposition today, yeah. but nonetheless, good deed does win matches. And quick play the balls, as quick you say. Yeah, yeah. okay. I noticed as she's speaking of sponsorship, which we almost were, mm-hmm. uh, that Forex uh, aren't sponsoring Queensland anymore. For the yeah. first time tomorrow night that we know Forex on the Guernsey of have you thought the Maroons. This, have you thought about this? Well, it's a great opportunity for Leishman Lager to step in, isn't it? <laughs> After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. Bludging on the blind side. Now, uh, apparently, according to Michelle, uh, Benji Marshall won the final of Celebrity... Celebrity Apprentice by holding a fundraiser at Leichhardt Oval, raising over, hmm, it's a bit, I don't know whether it's $3,000, $30,000 or $300,000 for his charity, South Cares, South's Cares. So that was it. Wow. Uh. Was everybody on the charity jag on, on that episode? <laughs> well, I guess so. I guess, yeah, mm. whoever came up with the most money. I mean, that's Alan Sugar's position, isn't it? Not a hard thing to do. Not really. a hard thing to do. He's only interested in hard numbers. Yeah. You know? yeah. How much did you raise? Three hundred thousand. How much did you raise? Twenty nine dollars. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I think can, that's how it works. Can I point out that three hundred thousand? Imagine yeah. selling your pies to Thailand, pies and Thai. Yeah. I mean, you made three hundred thousand dollars each week in an hour. In an hour. <laughs> Once you crack the. Once you crack the market. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look. This is a story that I think we're going to take several weeks to get to the bottom of, and it concerns uh, Madge McGuire mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the Tigers, speaking of Benji Marshall. Yeah. Now, uh, <clears throat> even when it appeared, this is a story I think in the nine newspapers, even when it appeared there was no hope for him at, ti- at, at the Tigers, Michael McGuire's passion never waned and he kept swinging literally. Good. Now, the Tigers players have spoken up for the first time about how fired Madge stormed into the sheds at Combank Stadium before the seven, round seven clashed with South Sydney wielding a baseball bat. Right. Despite the Tigers sacking him, the bat incident proved Maguire was hell-bent right up until the very end on trying to inspire a playing group that had underperformed for far too long. Co-cap, co-skip James Tamu has been around football a long time and uh, told the nine papers... Uh, it was the first time he'd seen a coach swing a baseball back for effect. Right. Uh, it actually got me fired up. Did they was, win the game? Yeah. It was certainly something different. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely woke me up. Yeah. I spotted a few boys beside me jump. Well, okay. I, I think the technique of using the bat mm. is alarming from a start. Yeah. But when you bash it into the wall or somebody's head, you really do make a point. Yeah, you do. Uh, so you do. it was a great tactic. He ended up hitting a table. He realised he had hit it too hard, but he stayed serious. So, well, that's a good insight there. <laughs> good. <laughs> the table was rubble. Yeah. Flattened, but he stayed serious. So he could keep ramming the point home. It goes to show you the sort of coach Madge is. He's really emotional type. These days you get coaches who are really analytical and you want to nail the game plan. Madge loved riling you up and trying to get you going. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Ken Mamalo, who uh, got off to the New Zealand team, said uh, Maguire, um, uh, bad antics. I I remember we had a team meeting before the game. All the boys were seated and he was like, all right, you boys, we better 
and then he uses a word that I can't use on radio, start dot, 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 mm. swinging out there today and he went right off with the bat. Right. The Tigers defeated the Rabbits 23-22. Wow. Mm. Wow. So the bat worked. With the final minute, uh, Luke Brooks field goal. Yes, I in, remember that in miracle. In one of the great games of the season. It was. And Luke Brooks is blamed for their poor performance. At the moment, yeah. yeah. I think he's looking for another club, perhaps the Dolphins. There's been some talk of... Okay, he'd be the Wayne first. Wayne Bennett reaching out. He'd be the first player the Dolphins have signed. Yeah, he would If they be. get him. If they get him, yeah. yeah. But it's a weird thing that I don't understand that I think the West Tigers are going to pay him out $800,000 for him to go to another club. I know. It's weird. I know. I know. I, 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 I've I said it before, it. I don't get rugby league contracts. Yeah. Tommy loved the fact that Maguire was motivated right until the end, saying he was destined to land another, this is uh, Tamu, mm. another top job at a third NRL club. The front rower said, uh, today's, well, Canterbury, Canterbury would be a perfect fit for Maguire, Maguire given his bat-swinging ability to motivate groups. I mean, I don't know if Gould's why, looked at Why that. would uh, Canterbury-Bankstown be susceptible to the to the bat? Why would the bat work there? <laughs> I mean, the bat only worked once, as far as we know, with the West Tigers. Well, I think what he's suggesting is he's got a bag of tricks. Yeah. Of which the bat's just the one. The bat's just one Sticking of out of the top. Right. You know. So. <laughs> well, well, I'd say to Madge then, you should have used the bat a hell of a lot more often. Yeah. Now, uh, like the Tigers. Sounds like a last minute desperate buddy. Yeah, you're seeing you know? it the other way around. I'd seen him driven to yeah. try and motivate this group, getting the bat out. But no. He I could have got the firecrackers out. Yeah. You oh, know. well, I've seen that happen. Yeah, I know. I've seen the bungers come yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate are you thinking about it when, you know, Grassy lit a bunch Well, of... Stomp, Stomp had a, oh, look, he was, wasn't motivated there for a little while. But he had a, a dog that he loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog, I think it was called Mixie because it was a, a mixed. Yeah, mixed origin. Mixie. Stomp and Mixie. You know, I'd see him every Inseparable. Day Inseparable. Yeah. Around town. Loved by the town. Loved by, <laughs> by the town. Yeah, none of that Newcastle problem in uh, Lithgow. No. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, to fire Stomp up, Grass would be funny to grab Bixie and put a bunger up the date. <sighs> Trouble is, he lit it. Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. Yes, and as part of Grandstand's coverage uh, tomorrow afternoon of State of Origin 2, we'll be spe- uh, the bludging on the blind side special will be on at 4pm Eastern. And a various um, take your cues from that if you're in states where the time is different to what it is on the East Coast. So um, it'll be discussing punting options and use of bats and all that sort of stuff. Roy, better text? Uh, yeah, James in Bundaberg has cleared something up for us, actually. He says, happy rugby league. Uh, the 4X symbol has been replaced with players' hometown postcodes. When enjoying a beverage last night at a local, I noticed the 4X tap has the local postcode. In this case, Kafusi is from Bundaberg, so he's going to have 4670 on his... uh, How will that be explained? Is that something for the commentators to... Well, that's something for the commentators to pick up. You know, Andrew will talk about it, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And how does that work in connection with the beer? 
Well, there's a talking point. A lot of people be saying, oh, it's not 4X anymore. It's 479. Oh, what's that about? Yeah. Oh, true. And so. True. Know, all of a sudden the conversation started. You start talking, you're talking, talking to beer. To mm. Well, that's got to be good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always thought you needed a tight fit for a product and a. Yeah. Well, this a, is left field. This is, left this field, is coming yeah. left field. Yeah, so we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. Well, there you are. Oh, no, it you know, it stopped us talking about gambling. That's my problem. <laughs> now, well, what would be great is if you could... You could have a bet on what number. Oh, wait a minute. Would the number 4670 score? Yes. It was Kafusi, unlikely, but there you go. There you go. Not yeah, you get good odds. Yeah, I know. Now, That's coming... a great little gift for a three-year-old. I... <laughs> <laughs> now, um... Tigers head of football, we're back to Madge and the um, Tigers, oh, yeah. Jim Sheens, has even come out and said the Madge is the right coach somewhere, it just wasn't at the Tigers anymore. Oh, dear. Well, that could be said of everybody. Yeah. But it sounds like he found the, the lock and the key with the bat, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> he did. We needed a more development coach. Why didn't Sheen say to him, listen, this bat stuff's going great, man. Yeah, no. Bring him back the bat next week, <laughs> see what happens. 23, 22, you can't yeah. do better than that. We can put another table in there, mate. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Go to town. <laughs> Maguire famously produced a bat at Brookvale Oval when he was coaching South and put a hole in the wall yeah. for which he was sent a, I think I remember this incident. Mm-hmm. He was sent a repair bill by the Seagulls. The late uh, Tommy Rodonica, and then, of course, the, the article deteriorates by yeah. remembering, you know, all these things. Now, the great Tommy Rodonicus once smashed in the windows of the dressing sheds at Campbelltown mm. at half time, which inspired a spirited second half performance from his charges <laughs> in a victory. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. didn't Tommy once park a uh, Hyundai mm. in the middle of the uh, oval at half time and pull the doors off it? Something like that. That rings a bell. I'm not sure how, what, whether it got a result or not. No. Didn't Desi Hazlitt pull the door off of the dressing rooms at one stage? I think he did. Hmm. Now, Rodonikas. I wonder what Bellyache gets up to. Oh, he, he must get up to incredible things. He'd go in with a bloody bit of TNT, wouldn't he? Do you like Night Jack Murray style? Yeah. Now, um, Tommy, famous for producing ox hearts in the sheds when he sometimes asked the players to eat and other times pinned it to the wall for motivation. Oh, yeah, there's nothing like an ox heart nailed to the wall to <laughs> fire get, off, fire, get your thing in rugby league. <laughs> when Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Pierce was coach of the Tigers in 2000. Gee, that's going back. Mm. He dimmed the lights before the sh- in the sheds before the game at Campbelltown and played a scene or two from the movie Braveheart. Ah, did it Ho- work? Well, Hopawade, never one who needed any mo- extra motivation, was sent off and Darren sent her at 10 in the bin as the tactic backfired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because, I mean, you show them a scene out of Braveheart, next thing you know they're running out there with swords. I know, and that's right, <laughs> that's right. And they got kilts on yeah. instead of shorts yeah, and stuff like right. that. I mean, they Sorry, go, oh, isn't this yeah. what you meant? Yeah, that's right, blue on the face. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, <clears throat> motivating players is Joe, so fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. But, of mm. course, as you point out, mm. these days it's a very tame I mean, you know, let's face it, Freddie hardly ever does anything. He just gets them to walk around with their shoes off. Yeah. And that worked for a little while. Yeah, that was something novel and original. We'll work out whether that's going to work again tomorrow night. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know the big three from uh, Queensland? Do you think they have any, you know, this is the um, mm. new big three. Mm. Thurston and Slater and uh, Cam. Cam. Mm. 
they don't appear to be people who respond well to that sort of. <clears throat> they're too professional. Aren't oh, they? they are. They are. I mean, if you knew, oh, man, if you had them in the dressing room and you turned up with a baseball bat, they'd they'd laugh at you, wouldn't they? They'd leave. They'd leave. Yeah. They'd leave the club. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you sorry, know, I don't belong here I, anymore. I think I'll go and do high jumping. Here. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Hey, I might take up swimming. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I'm not in the same not lane. Not the same as lane as anyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. No, they're far too professional. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think you know bellyache might shout a bit and stuff. But, oh, but no, I'm I sure don't he think, does. I don't think he destroys things. Well, I, I, I find this disturbing throwback to a, a, a an era that's lost yeah. or long ago. It is, well, it's a haspartum te- technique. Yes, isn't indeed, it? it is. It's really going back. You know, ten thousand BC. I know we can't finish this topic now, but Michael Maguire, the mm. coach with the bat, yep. he secured an unwanted piece of history, becoming the 40th coach to be sacked mid-season in the NRL era. Wow. That's a weird stat, isn't it? It is. Who would keep those sort of stats? I don't know. Well, the they are, though. Uh, Malmeninga. the 40th. In the 40th, yeah. There's your trivia question. There's your trivia question. Who is the 40th coach sacked yeah. mid-season? Sure. Yeah. Now. Well, Malmeninga. hang on. Did he go before Barrett? Was is Barrett forty one? Well, then you've got Nathan Brown. Brown is he forty two? Well, they were all very close. Very close. I think it. Brown and Madge were announced on the same day. Same day, day was it? Well, are they I, both fortieth? Are they? Oh, How dear. does that work? Equal fortieth? Oh, I know there'd be timing. People have had you know, uh, of course, two o'clock yeah, and three seven o'clock minutes past two, and yeah. you were eight minutes past yeah, two. You're forty one. Loser. Now, <laughs> a Inga, the Australian coach has called for trigger-happy club officials to be held more accountable for their decisions and performances. Oh, no, where's this going to end? <laughs> trigger-happy? Well, hang on a minute. Now we've got, we've got the players responsible for this, then we've got the coaches responsible, then we've got the, the run-on staff, all that sort of stuff, and now the board members are going to be held accountable. For, I mean, the, yeah. what's the penalty? How good the penalty? What, 10 in the bin? Yeah. On yeah. a game day, please come down. <clears throat> Let's say Mr... Uh, well, 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 the board is responsible for the culture, isn't it? And if there's a cultural issue, you've got to shovel that up to the board. Can I can I point out that I think we're past the cultural issue problem oh, okay. in rugby league? I think oh, we've moved on beyond oh, that. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was just talking about individual clubs, not, oh, not rugby league in general. Mm-hmm. I think rugby league in general, the rugby league culture is in a very good and secure place. But individual clubs like West Tigers, you're going to have to say, if a bloke's going to go in there with a baseball bat and destroy a table, there's something wrong with the culture. <laughs> no, I don't get And that, that goes to the board. <laughs> yeah. You've got to say to the board, what are you going to do about the culture? Now, West Tigers sack, can I just finish on this? Yes. West Tigers sack Maguire just hours after the Warriors parted ways with Nathan Brown on Tuesday... Just hours after. Yeah, so, so he's he was 39, 39. Brownie was 39, then Madge is 40. 40. And joining the former Bulldogs mentor Trent Barrett in not seeing out the season. But there's no suggestion that Trent Barrett, when Trent Barrett was dudded in this whole thing. No. The carnage but it looks may, like Barrett's 41. Yeah, that I read that I same think that's, way. That's and it. the carnage this season may not be over. This article in the Nine newspaper, in yeah. Sneesby's show, yeah. uh, Gold Coast Justin Holbrook in trouble, Newcastle <laughs> Adam O'Brien in trouble, yes. uh, Hook over at uh, St George Illawarra in trouble. Right. <clears throat> well, that's a whole new betting market, isn't it? 
When will we? Kids will want to put a bet on who's going to be 44. Yeah, I know. And when we get to 50, who's yeah, going to be 50? Who's going to be 50? Well, I know. I mean, that opens up a wonderful can of Because you can get money on now for something that won't be determined for a few years. You're going to look forward to this. Oh, it'd be tremendous. Know? How about a Quinella? Hey! No, 41th, 49th and 50th. <laughs> that would be tremendous. And what would be lovely is framing those odds. I mean, yeah. that would be a challenge. The people at the TAB would love that. They would. They'd love to get involved they in would. that. They would. They would. And we'd give commentators something to talk about in those dull minutes when rugby league isn't that interesting. That's right. That, mm. Well, that's right. Because like I can say to you, oh, listen, you, you got any ideas on who might be 45? <laughs> I saw 40 the other day. He was, gee, he was looking well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll be known. Uh, now, obviously, I have to pack up yep. here. Uh, remember, the obviously, the podcast, if you're just listening to this and think, oh, well, what did I do with that two hours of my life? I'll get them back while listening to the podcast. No, you won't. Anyway, <laughs> join us tomorrow for our Origin special uh, on Bludging on the Blind Side when we go to Perth and Optus uh, Stadium for um, in-depth analysis of Maroons v Blues. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.